Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week we covered 2005's House of Wax. You guys gonna do it tonight or what? Stop! The hell is that? What does he want? Can we help you? Maybe we're on his property. I'm gonna turn your lights off. That guy was a freak. So let's get out of here. Alright, let's go. Come on, he's gone. I don't think anyone's here. Hey, where's that house of wax? It is wax. Literally. This is weird. Looks like a hell of a party. Look how detailed this is. Tell me this doesn't look real. <laughs> saying that that's a real person underneath. They're all wax, everyone. I am being careful. So the House of Wax that I know of (laughs) is the 50s one with Vincent Price. Yeah. Which is actually a remake. So this version, the 2005 version, is a remake of a remake. Which how many of those can you actually say have already had? Like a film that's already had been remade twice over. Yeah. I mean, that's freaking crazy. The first one came out in the 30s. Um, which was the Museum of Wax, um, I believe is the name of the film, and the uh, Mystery of the Wax Museum, I'm sorry, okay. which was based on a short story. And they turned that short story into a film, and then 20 years later, they remade it with Vincent Price. And those, both of those films are kind of similar to the story. And then this one is a complete remake where literally the only, I would think, correlation between the two is that there's a house of wax and there's wax figures figures, and there's people being put, you know, into, into, into wax. the wax. And that's where it ends. Um, Honestly, this reminded me, and other people have pointed this out too, this reminded me more of a tourist trap kind of thing than it did a house of wax. I would say it's definitely a mix of both. It, it is very tourist, tourist trappy. Yeah, because you have like a town out in the middle of nowhere and all that. But um, so yeah, this was, this came out in two thousand five, and 
it got a lot of bad press just because it Paris did. Hilton was in it. And that was during the point that everybody hated Paris Hilton. And I'm not her fan either. I don't care one way or the other about Paris Hilton. But to be fair to her, she's fine in this movie. They're not asking her to do a lot of deep Academy Award acting in this. It's just she's a very kind of superficial character that you know is there to be killed off. So for that, she's fine. I don't have any problem with it. This is one of those films, uh, just like, you know, I know what you did last summer and the other films, and that's kind of the same thing, where you have very recognizable faces that are hot at the moment. You, starring uh, Alicia Cuthbert, who was in The Girl Next Door, literally the year before. She and was, was in the old 24 school. series. Yeah, she was in 24 series and old school, but this is like before like 2005, yeah. right? And then you have Chad Malcolm Murray, who was in One Tree Hill, who was a very busy guy because he was in One Tree Hill. And then also he had reoccurring role as Tristan in Gilmore Girls. So he was doing those things. Then he was doing this movie. I mean, he had a lot of... And you've also got, of course, Jared Padalecki, who was also in Gilmore Girls. Yes, he was also in Gilmore Girls. And even though this came out in 2005, and this is already like five years into Gilmore Girls, I'm sure by that time, I think uh, Chad Michael Murray wasn't doing a lot of the reoccurring role. I think he already had died off because they had left high school. But nevertheless, I mean, he was a busy dude. So And, and everyone knows him from that. same year, Jared Padalecki started Supernatural. Yeah, so... So, he went on from this movie kind of right on to a show that he's still on to this day, you know? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's been on that show now for 15 years. Uh, the short story is The Waxworks by Charles S. Belden. Belden, if anyone is curious in reading the short story, uh, which I am, so probably check it out. And so, yeah, you have that cast where you know their faces. And that's what's going to draw you into, you know, the film... And, you know, Paris Hilton, you probably, if you hate her, you want to see her get killed. Like, I know when I saw, I didn't want to watch The Purge because Ethan Hawke was in it. And I was like, I will watch this movie if I get to watch him die. Like, that's, I know that sounds very morbid and fucked up, but I really don't like that guy. So I was very happy, spoiler alert, that um, that happened in the movie. Um, so, so the basic plot of this one is, you know, you see at the beginning, you've got, I'm not too worried about spoiling this one, it's 15 years old. You see there's the typical, you know, twin and his evil twin at the table, and they're being, you know, the evil twins being crazy, and then we, we see a little bit of that, and then we flash forward a few years, and it's all the kids are going, you know, all the, the college kids are about to go to college. They're all going to a football game in Louisiana. They start off in Florida, which, you know, that's never a good sign. No. The road trip, and it's hot, and there's a lot of people in the car. I don't care if it's an Escalade, whatever. You know, that's not a good time. And then you have, uh, you know, uh, Chad Michael Murray. It's so hard to not say the, all the names. Uh, we're going to call him Chad. Chad is the bad boy who, you know, was uh, into a drunken drive kind of thing, right? He had, like... Some, it was a car theft. A car theft, yeah, and... You know, he's the brother of uh, uh, Alicia uh, Cuthbert, who, and they're twins. <laughs> Fraternal twins, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, you have that kind of like, oh, you know, twins. In the end, it's like the twins versus the twins, you know, showdown. Yeah. 
uh, which I do like. It, it's a very fun movie. I don't see this at any way, shape, or form. It doesn't ruin the Vincent Price House of Wax. I never saw the 30s one. No. I love the Vincent Price House of Wax, but it's a completely different movie. This movie, it fits. Is it hokey? Yes, but who cares? It's fun. You know, the kills are great. You know, you you have these characters. There's a character development. You know, they give the strainy, you know, the strained relationship between a brother and sister. You know, they're all going together. And, uh, you know, like you do, you are like, hey, let's camp out in the middle of this, like, area. Because we're tired. There's nowhere to, I mean, there's, like, swamp water. There's, like, nowhere to freaking go, like, on the side of the road to, like, find, you know, a Airbnb. There's no Airbnb at this time. There's no, none of that. Yeah, what's funny about watching this now is that, Everybody's got a cell phone, but everybody has a flip phone or a Nokia phone. Yes. There's not a smartphone to be found. No smartphones. So, and obviously the phones are not going to work in this situation. They don't help them out. They lose service because they're in the middle of nowhere. And they're going to camp out or whatever. And then they have like a weird interaction with some douchebag like truck that just comes up and... You know, Chad Michael Murray's a badass, so he has to, like, throw a fucking bottle at the headlight and fucks the headlight up, and then the guy disappears, and, you know, they have that scene of, like, this is why I don't fucking go camping. You're all sleeping, okay? This is the crazy thing of this, like, the film for me, is we just had this interaction where some random person who we don't see in the car has come and like done the weird like i'm gonna put the lights the headlights really bright or whatever and then i'm gonna be very aggressive and then you throw a bottle and break the headlight and it's an oh shit moment and then literally right after everyone's sleeping like i'm not gonna fucking be able to fall asleep if i know that there's some random person that's mad pissed off that could come and like murder me in the night like no when i'm vulnerable and you know i'm wearing my like panties in my tent i don't understand why all these people just didn't sleep in the car you know everybody just lean the seat back put a pillow against it and let's just sleep in the car farts I That's guess. Why. Farts and also the guys wanted to have, they, they wanted to bang their girlfriends. Yeah. Even though it looks like a crowd that might bang their girlfriends with the friends in the car, but there's a brother in there. So that I'm sure like Chad Michael Murray was like, I'm not going to watch my sister get banged. That's weird. Like, that's, yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah, our own tent. But yeah, I, I don't think I would be camping out in the middle of nowhere like that at all because I'm like, no, I've seen enough movies. No, campsites in the middle of nowhere, never a good thing. No, I'm not going to be vulnerable to that. And then, like, next morning, um, you know, oh, and then there's a whole freaky scene where they're, like, being videotaped, you know, because one of them... One of them had a camera and the camera gets stolen because, you know, who, you know, guy came in and videotaped them while they were sleeping. And... Then they wake up and they, you know, they're going to get ready to go, whatever. And there's like this disgusting smell that they keep smelling. As soon as they arrive, they smelled it and it's whiffing in and they, you know, I'm not trying to be like, what's that smell? This is not like a fucking 50s game show. Like, what's that smell? But before that, they discover that one of the car's fan belt has mysteriously broken in the night. Oh, yeah. That's another fucking indicator this shit is not right. I'm leaving the car. The guy's so macho. Like, Jared Pell, I'm not leaving my car. I'm not leaving my car now. He's like, you can't leave the fucking car. It's not a golden fucking car. It's not James Bond car, which if it was, then he wouldn't be in that situation. It would just be able to, like, put a Shabbat in and it would fly or bury itself in the fucking tunnel and go into the ocean. Um, so, but, yeah. yeah. So, that's what they decided that while he's trying to fix the car, they're going to go investigate the smell. 
No, don't investigate any smells. This is not a time to investigate. And it's the girls that are investigating smells. Let's be real girls. I mean, you're not going to be investigating any kind of fucking weird smell. Like, girls don't like weird smells. They're like, ew, you know, no, that's disgusting. I'm not trying to, especially if there's a weird smell coming from like a jungle, like a forest, negative. I'm getting in my fucking car and I'm getting the fuck out of there. I don't care who the car that works. That's the car. You want to stay here with your car? That's you. Bye. I'm out. Yeah. They investigate it and discover that the smell is the pit where they dump all the local roadkill. No. So it's filled with possums, raccoons, deer, everything else. And that's when they meet the guy, the local roadkill collector, who, if you've ever watched uh, Justified, he played Dewey in Justified, and he just looks like the kind of guy who would actually be driving the roadkill truck and picking up roadkill by the side of the road. They didn't have to do a lot of makeup to him or anything. He just looks squirrely to begin with. He's living up to all the stereotypes of the person that would be living in that area. He's just, check, 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 checked all the boxes. I love how he's like, well, I'll give you a ride into the next town if you want to get that fan belt. You should just be immediately suspicious of a guy that's willing to take two city people and take him into his little hometown. No, don't. No, there's a lot of weird things that happen in the film. And it's one of those things, like, obviously, if these characters, you know, are like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Or they don't get into these stupid situations. We wouldn't have a movie. But it's kind of frustrating when there's just so many dumb decisions made. Like, one after another. And honestly, most of them are made by Jared Padalecki. Yes, Jared Padalecki is a fucking moronic asshole in this movie he Spoiler does alert. all the wrong shit he definitely learned his lesson before he went into supernatural yeah he did i i i i did not feel bad for dean uh gilmore girl fans in this film like no i was just like no you deserve what you got no, i don't feel he bad. was sam no dean and gilmore girls oh okay don't that, oh I, that's weird he was dean and gilmore girls yes because he plays sam in the supernatural and his brother is dean oh that's why I was confused. Oh, okay. So. Because <laughs> obviously I didn't watch Gilmore Girls. What? You didn't watch Gilmore Girls? Now this is a Gilmore Girls podcast. Oh, shit. Is there a Gilmore Girls podcast? Well, I'm sure there's multiple ones. Oh, I need to see that. What? This is now going to become a Gilmore Girls podcast. Let's just start talking about Gilmore Girls. That's it. That's what's happening. So, Jared Padalecki, yeah, he does some stupid ass shit in the movie. And. You know, I get the tourist trap in this aspect. It's like tourist trap times three because tourist trap, obviously, it is what it is. It's a tourist trap and it's isolated in that one area of where they're at. But this is a whole fucking town. This is like if it was St. Cloud. Like, it's a whole town. But to be fair, all that is in the town, from what we could see, was one street, maybe two, and you had a movie theater, a gas station... A small grocery store, a church, and a few houses. This town was maybe like three, four streets, and maybe like five or six blocks around, you know? And I love, like, they, they get dropped off. They get the creepy willies from the... They get the creepy willies from the guy, strangely enough, driving the, you know, the roadkill truck. So they actually do the smart thing there, and they're like, no, we want to get the fuck out. Just, just let us out. And even though it's awkward... They did the right call there. Get out of the truck. Get out. But then later, you know, they go to the church, interrupt a funeral, piss off a guy that's having the funeral, you know, that's attending it. 
And when he invites him back to his house later to, you know, get the fan belt, because conveniently he just happens to own the, uh, con- the uh, I'm sorry, the garage. The garage, which re- re- reminded me of Halloween uh, 4. Yeah. The garage, yeah, there's no fan belt there. Oh, no, I have more fan belts in my house. He does say, that's kind of weird you have a fan belt in your house. But they're like, well, they're desperate. So they're like, okay, we're going to go back to the house to get the fan belt with you. And that's where Jared Padalecki makes all the dumb decisions in the world. No, I'm going to throw this out there, okay? Forbid, okay? Like, God forbid or whoever you worship, okay? Forbid that you are in said situation. Number one rule. Do not touch... You're invited to someone's home, their business. Don't go fucking touching shit and, like, going into their rooms and, like, looking around. Just stay at the front of the fucking door because you know once you go deep into the fucking lines, then you don't know how to get out because you're not familiar with your exit areas. You yeah. stay at right in the front. Don't go investigating. Investigation means death, okay? That's what that equals. And the other thing, don't separate. Oh, yeah, don't separate. If it's never do, a good time. If they do take you and say, okay, you want to use the bathroom? Go on here and use the bathroom. It's just down the hall. It'll be like, I'll just stand right out here and wait for you because maybe I need to go too. And then you just wait for me when I come out. And I know that this is probably going to be frowned upon, but in this situation... The uh, Alyssa Carey, who's Alyssa Cuthbert, she is, stays in the car while her boyfriend and, you know, the mechanic slash mayor dude, like I'm just throwing a mayor. He's not really the mayor, but he's, you know, has so many he titles. He wears in the many town. hats in this town. Yes, he wears a lot of hats, all made out of wax. Um, he goes in with him and leaves her out. You don't leave your girlfriend out there. First of all, she weighs like 90 pounds, one. And she's five feet tall. Two, she's five feet tall. And yes, go girl power, girls could do anything. Yes, all that stuff. But when you have a dude, okay, that's like six feet, is like benching like fucking 150. He, ha- he is broad shouldered, okay? He is a big fucking guy. I'm not going up against that guy. I don't care how fucking empowered and amazing I fucking think I am. I am not cut up like to freaking go against that. That's not a thing. My boyfriend, yeah, he's, you know, he doesn't have a big build, but he's a dude. Let him take care of that. You're staying with me. We're both going inside, you know, to get the fan belt. I'm not going to wait out here alone. Like, bad ideas. Bad ideas all around. Yep. The decisions got a little better once Jared Padalecki's out of the picture. Once he, you know, goes into the house and gets taken out of the equation and gets immediately taken down to the wax room and sealed in the wax. Now, this is where it got weird. Is I thought they were going to kill him and seal him in the wax, but they just kind of paralyzed him and then sealed him in the wax and left him. Now, my thing is, do they just leave him there and, like, paralyzed yes. until they starve to death? They get mummified because later on, at the, like, towards the end of the film, when they show, like, the wax melting and they show, like, cracking, like, you can see, like, mummification underneath the, yeah. like, the so wax just, skin. That's really fucked up. They don't even kill him. They just leave him there to slowly die. That's a terrible death. And it's very creepy. They literally, like, kendall him. Like, they strip his clothes shave all of his fucking hair off his fucking body mm, wax it off oh they wax it yeah they do okay yes you wax it off they wax it off which is terrible if you're a guy you never had anything waxed i'm sure that didn't feel good and then it what's come what's to come is gonna feel worse 
but they wax his eyebrows off, which I'm like, that's and weird. His, Why would like, you beard and mustache? Yeah, everything gets waxed. Okay, he's a ball headed, weird freaking guy. Like he's ball headed and and all waxed all around. There's no hair on him, his body. Then he gets waxed with a hot wax and like a weird contraption, like you're sitting in, but you're, like there's like like nails or something holding like your head holding your head it's really fr- that it scene, looks straight out of hellraiser yeah it's a freaky fucking scene because it's just like i would rather die but the same kind of thing happened in tourist trap too yeah they those things were like oh no that's not where i want to be that's no negative yeah. so yeah he he does not uh he does not fare well well you know she finally gets a phone call through to like I guess her, her brother was already coming to look for her, and he brings a guy with him. So they get to town right about the time that, you know, she's running from the killer trying to get away because she's already figured out, like, things aren't right with him because she realizes as she's sitting in the truck, oh, shit, this is the truck we broke the headlight out of. Yep, and then there's a confrontation between the, you know, minister slash mechanic guy and her, and she's able to get away, and then she's not able to get away, and... That? He straps her down to a chair and super glues her mouth shut. Yeah, this is... That was it, intense. The scenes where between her and... Um, I was going to say Dean. Between her and uh, Jared, those scenes reminded me also, and I forgot when this movie came out, but of like Jeepers Creepers, like Justin Long scene when yeah. you see him. Like when you're in the lair... That's like the word, like, I can't even imagine, like, that's what freaks me out about both of those movies, because it's just like, all kinds of fucked up shit happens to you when you're in those situations, and they're not like, you're gonna get murdered, and then that's it, you no longer have to, you know, suffer pain, or you're not tormented, or whatever, you're dead, like, whatever you're gonna do with my body afterwards, I'm already dead. You're not dead in these scenarios, (laughs) and she really gets it, like... Yeah, she gets strapped down and glued, and then when her brother comes looking for her, you know, she finally manages to, or she's trying to rip the glue off, and she's putting her finger up through like a grate in the roof to try and get his attention, and I love how the, you know, the guy, I think his name is Bo, he just reaches down very casually and just snips the end of her finger off with a pair of snippers. Yeah. So then she's, you know, whatever happens. It's like happens, to tie his shoes in the grate, uh, over the grate while Jared uh, is talking, uh, I'm sorry, well... Uh, Chad. Um, Chad is talking to him. And he just snips the tip of her finger off. It's like, wow, I was so casual. I was like, holy fuck, he just snipped her finger off. Yeah, and he's like grinning. He's just so fucking a terrible human being. It's just disgusting. But she manages to unsuper glue her mouth, holler for her brother, who to his credit, like, he doesn't hesitate in these things. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, what's going on? He just starts throwing punches as soon as he hears that and realizes what the guy, you know, the guy has done. He just throws a couple of punches. And then the other thing I liked on this was he didn't try to be the hero and just keep fighting him. He punched him three or four times and then ran away from him. Yep. Like, got away, went into the building, locked all the doors, and was like, I hear my sister calling from down here. I'm going to try and find her. He didn't try to do the stupid thing of, well, I'm just going to keep, you know, fighting this guy on the street and see where it goes. No, he got in enough blows to get away, and then he got away. Chad definitely was making smarter decisions than uh, Jared did. Yeah. For sure. Like, well, but then again, the character development is on his part is, you know, he's like the tough guy on the outside, but on the inside, he's just a little teddy bear. He's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, you know, in the inside. But the fight between good and evil... 
I mean, these brothers, and now you do find out that, you know, there's two of them and the one of them, because we already know from the beginning there's two and, you know, one is disfigured and the other one isn't. Um, They kind of, at first I thought, oh shit, because this is like the second time I've seen the film. I saw the film probably in 2005 and then never saw it again. Um, You think going in like, okay, you know, the guy with the factual face, he's, you know, going to be the good guy. It's um, calm and nice. He's not the one they're having to strap down in his high chair. Exactly. And then, you know, the one with the mask, he's the freak. Like, he's the one that's going around killing. No, wrong. They're both in cahoots. They're both evil. Like, they're teaming up. And it's two against, like five or six of them but they don't all get picked off they're all individual because they've divided which yeah. makes them vulnerable which we stated yep because you see like the whole thing with paris hilton is her and her boyfriend have come back they're waiting to reunite with everybody like where they had originally parked and that's where you know the guy the disfigured guy just sneaks up on them while they're sleeping and gets after them no see sleeping situation yep never sleep in the woods like that it's not going to end well for you sleep. well the guy the boyfriend really wanted to have sex with paris hilton i mean he's been trying to bang her since they you know probably left florida he's really 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 ready for it and uh he did you know he didn't get it he got dead at least he got <laughs> dead quickly though. he did actually he's the one that suffered the least yeah and that Paris Hilton, you know, I'm sure in her contract, she was like, I don't want to die, like, you know, like, right off the bat like that. Like, I want to, like, serve, like, I want to fight. And, you know, because she does put up a fight. She does, you know, uh, you know, go against him or whatever. And then it, it obviously doesn't bode well for her. She gets killed with a whole, like, fucking steel rod in her eyeball. Yeah. And I like that, you know, as they're going through the town, they start to realize, like, earlier they had, when they went into the church, they thought they'd interrupted, like, the funeral and all this. And it turned out that everyone in the church was just a wax figure. They just didn't stay in long enough to notice it. The whole town, everyone in this little bitty town, all the people you see peeking out windows, sitting in the movie theater, they're all just wax figures. Yeah, and that's when my heart's in my throat, and I'm like, oh, fuck, they've landed into, like... Uh, fucking terrible situation because you realize every one of these wax figures is someone that made the mistake of driving into that town yep or and or lived in a town and they decided to get their revenge on the townspeople because of what happened between the mom and you know the dad and all that stuff and you know and little towns like that to think also when i was watching it i thought you know i told the chat turned to shadows like there's a lot of little towns like that out there that have been abandoned because there's no work coming in. You know, the economy is like dying. People move away. And then they're ghost towns. There's like so many ghost towns. And some crazy fucker could just be like, oh, this is going to be the place where I'm decided I'm going to go and do crazy bullshit. And, you know, have people come up like in Motel Hell, you know, break up you know people's tires and shit and do crazy stuff and lure them and trap them to get them and then i you know i'm gonna do some crazy shit to them cook them wax them 
there was a little town in Oklahoma when I used to live in Missouri. There was a little town, I think it was called Pitcher, Oklahoma. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it was, they found out the ground and water were so contaminated with lead, it was hazardous for anyone to live there. Gosh. So they made everyone abandon the town. Like the state and federal governments bought out everyone's property and would just like move, get out of town. And for years, the town just sat empty and abandoned. And they actually ended up coming in, finally demolishing all the buildings because they realized it was like becoming a town full of like squatters, people that were just hiding out in these old houses that even though they had no running water or electricity anymore, there were still people secretly living there. So who knows what was going on in those places, but they finally chased everyone out, bulldozed the whole town down to the ground. Wow. Yeah, there's no law. There's, you don't have to be civilized. Like... Yeah, you know, so, so hopefully, you know, nothing too crazy was going on. But then again, you... You don't know because there's no one reporting this stuff. Exactly. So it was, it was really like creepy. Walking Dead situation. Yeah, it was really creepy when you realized, like, there was a lot of people still living there. And you're like, aren't you worried about the lead contamination? But he's like, I guess they're not drinking the water or they're not eating anything cooked there. So what does it matter? No, this is a fucking Hills Have Eyes situation now. Yeah, they need to get out. But they finally just leveled that town. They just went in and bulldozed all yeah. the buildings. That's so nuts. Yeah, this... Definitely what happened in this town. It became a, you know, place of crazy mayhem. And, you know, the justification is like, oh, you know, you're creating art. And this is an art form. And, you know, mom, who literally was the best wax artist, would get awards. And, you know, the country fair and all that stuff. She had a talent. And now you have that. And she'd be so proud of you. But it's like... Um, no. I hopefully she wouldn't be proud. <laughs> I'm she was using wax, like building wax. She wasn't molding the wax over people's faces. I feel like you don't have that much artistry if you already have like bone structure, like you're just throwing the wax onto the body and You're like, just kinda carving it down. Yeah, that's all you're doing and you're putting a wig on and some clothes. Like that I feel like it's not an art. And the only part of the movie I really didn't care for was when you find out at the end that the whole house of wax filled with all the mannequins or you know, that turned out to be people was the whole house was actually made of wax. Yeah, I don't know how the whole house was made out of wax. Yeah, that, part that did was not make little, any sense. Because I don't know how you would that would even hold up. It made no sense that the whole thing was wax. I guess they wanted to be really literal on that one and actually be like, oh, the whole house is wax. That's the only part of this movie that really didn't work for me because it just didn't make sense that there would be a whole entire house made completely of wax that would stand up somehow. If it had been like one small building of it or something, but it was like a two-story house or three. Yeah, in the original films, uh, the previous films, the whole thing was like one wax museum wasn't doing that well because they had like the wax figures were like Marie Antoinette and kind of like a Madame Tussauds thing and people didn't want to see that anymore. There was another competing house, a wax house that had come in and they had more of a like a morbid uh like theme to them and the guy was losing money so he had to burn the wax house down to like get the insurance money um so that that's why those like movies had like the wax you know house burning down because of that kind of thing um which they kind of reworked in the vincent price one but in this one that's why they, that was like the other thing they stuck with the original like oh we have to have the wax house has to burn down but it, it didn't have to be a wax house it just had the wax figures in it and they're just in a regular building if they had just had the wax figures and even said like oh the furniture and the bed everything's made out of wax i yeah. could have went with that 
But to build the whole house was a little the crazy. The stairs, the yeah. thing, everything was just, just no. That's that's not a thing. That was the only part of it I really didn't care for. It was a little too literal. Un, yeah, a little too literal and kind of way unbelievable. The rest of it, I could believe. Like, hey, there's a town out here. They're murdering everyone, but. No one would have put that fucking place to code. Like, that would have not passed any fucking code inspection. Oh, yeah. ma'am. How are they running electricity in that place? Yeah, there's so many questions. Definitely plot hole. Like, they just wanted just to have the house of wax burned down, and that's at the end. Yeah, so that was the only part, like I said, that really didn't work for me. The rest of it, I enjoyed it. It was kind of a, you know, it felt like an old school slasher movie. And I, like I said, other than that, I don't really have any problem with the movie. The reasonable character development like like you said i like the the twins versus twins at the end and you know the, the reveal that you know the one you thought was the really crazy one at the beginning throwing all the fists that you just assumed would be the deformed one it was like no it was the nice looking normal guy he was the really the crazier of the two yeah yeah because it was his idea to start using people yeah as you know having his brother do the wax on actual real life people as opposed to just doing it from scratch so i mean they could have just moved out of the town but then what is like you know wax face gonna do with his life yeah like he's not gonna have a life and the other guy yeah he was okay looking he could have amounted to something but no i mean he was a mechanic slash you know mayor slash wax uh man who knows what other things he did in the town. He ran the whole fucking town. Yeah, he he wore a lot of hats. He wore, he ran the whole damn town. What what was the movie they were showing? And Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. That's right. Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, and they show Betty Davis and is like, was she made out of wax? <laughs> she might have been. <laughs> was her mole made out of wax? Uh, that's a creepy fucking movie, I have yeah. to say. And the the fact that those people imagine whoever was still alive, there may have been people alive sitting there watching that movie, or had to had watched it until they like starved and died, like you know, starved to death weeks later or whatever. Yeah, watching that movie over and over again, you would have like fucking lost your mind. That that's actually I never actually thought about that until this moment because that's really messed up. I mean, the whole situation is messed up. But spoiler alert again. Woo 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 woo. The <laughs> I love when they do this in the, in the fucking films. They usually it's like a nineties like two thousands thing. I think I may be wrong. It may have just been like the whole history of like horror. There's always some bullshit, right? Like the end when they're like taking you know the survivors away in the ambulance and the cops are like the only reason why we even knew to come to this place because it's so hard to find which you kind of encountered that earlier because they couldn't find the kids couldn't find the place back with the gps um was because of all the smoke that was emanating from the wax house and you know you have the pull camera pulling back and you know they're leaving uh uh, chad and uh, Alyssa are leaving you know the area and the ambulance and they see here they go they see that freaking guy what's his name uh i remember his name in the show his name in the justify was dewey which is what i just call him yeah they find they see dewey at the you know back of the sitting in the back of the truck you know just smiling and then it's like uh we uh received word that uh the family didn't uh had more than two children dun 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 so there's the possible sequel because obviously he was in on it he was in on it he was helping the brothers lure you know people into there and uh it was really messed up and i'm like 
Really? They, obviously, they never made a sequel. No. That movie didn't make its money back uh, stateside. Um, they made overall, I think it was like thirty million, and it cost to make. It was like thirty million, and the movie made like thirty point seven. So it didn't make barely anything back, and then internationally, you know, it did like overall like seventy. So it wasn't profitable for them to. Make, I mean, it's a fucking third remake. Like, a remake of a remake. And this had the unfortunate to come out right around the time that horror was switching from this kind of thing to being, like, Saw and Hostile and all that. So, you know, you had Saw come out in 2004, and then the very next year you had Hostile and all those, like, torture porn ones came out. And this came out, and it was kind of like, ah, this is old news. And people were, you know, flocking to Saw and Hostile and all that. Well, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, we watched our own copy, so uh, I don't think it's streaming anywhere, actually. I think uh, it is either, but I picked this copy up at Target a couple of years ago for like $5 on Blu-ray. Yeah, it may be at the dollar store right now. The dollar store, Dollar uh, dollar Tree, if you have a dollar tree in your area, um, they're coming up with some crazy DVDs. Like, they yeah. have some wild DVDs on there, so you might be able to pick it up. It's a fun movie to watch. I give it a... I give it... Two and a half drips of wax. <laughs> two like two and a half knives. Yeah, I'll go two and a half knives as well. It's fun. It's you know, I wouldn't say it's like a classic or anything, but it's a fun movie. Yeah, it is a fun movie just to, you know, laugh and just have and I like seeing I like seeing those actors because I like I like them. I like the things they've done and you know, I've seen their stuff. So yeah, that's the thing, the movie's well acted, it's well shot, it has decent effects in it. You know, for 2005, the CGI and stuff mostly holds up when they do it. And, you know, it's it's overall a fun movie. Yeah, the wax looks great. Like, the wax melting or whatever, which told me it was like peanut butter, which is freaking bananas. Yeah. Um, the wax looks fantastic. The wax figures, you know, they look very realistic. It's very creepy. Um, the house freaked me the hell out. There's definitely a lot of creepy fuck moments in the film. And you know what? Not to say... I mean, I'm not going to say it's torture porn, but... It's a little on the it's edge of, you know, that kind of... It's probably a, the beginnings of that and yeah. the other things, like, really... Because this would have been made in 2004, probably, and Saw mm-hmm. was already out by that point. So they may have had a little bit, you know, toned up some of the violence to try and increase that. Since, you know, like, hey, Saw is pretty popular. You might want to cre- increase this a little bit. Yeah. So I can see that. But overall, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. And stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.